0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Red X Podcast. My name is Andrew, and I am super excited for today's guest. We've got one of my favorite coaches, authors, and speakers with us, Daryl Davis. Daryl, how are you doing today, my man?
1: Good, Andrew, now I did see some of your other shows and you said the same exact thing about those people. Oh, uh,
0: well, I mean it about you, Daryl, I promise. <laughs> you're, the, you're the exception. So, I, you caught me for being scripted, man. It's 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 a little embarrassing.
1: <laughs> Sorry if I threw you off there.
0: <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Today, um, what's up?
1: I said Bob and Weave. Bob and
0: Weave. Bobbin and Weaving. Bobbin and Weaving. Well, we we've got a lot of great stuff to talk about with Daryl today. I'm super excited. Um, he's going to talk about how to become a listing machine with Fuzzbows and Expires for sell by owners and Expires. So we've got a ton of valuable information coming your way. Um, Again, Daryl, welcome to the show. We're 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 glad you're here. Uh, As always, to our audience, this is a participatory event. So please chat in your questions, chat in your comments. We'll pass those along to Daryl. We'll do our best to get all of them answered here. Um, And if you do miss the live version of this show, uh, you can always subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. You can catch the show later at theredx.com slash podcasts. Uh, and you can totally catch the the recording of this and listen whenever you want. So, let's jump right in, Daryl. Um, yeah. Let's before we kind of jump into the meat of our discussion, uh, let's have you give a little introduction. Tell a little bit about yourself for any of the audience members who don't know you.
1: Okay, so I um, I started real estate when I was 19 years old. I actually um, I was a struggling actor. Uh, I was in a couple of movies and commercials. The thing about Acting is when you tell somebody you're actor, they say, oh, really? What restaurant are you playing? <laughs> so I didn't want to be that thing. So I got into real estate because I thought it was a great profession. You could make your own hours. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I could still go into New York City and audition. But then I became really uh, successful and started a lot of real estate, phased out of acting, Then you um, did six, six transactions a month as an agent, built my business from FSBOs and expires. Right. And um, so and from New York, which, wow. you know, Fizbo's in New York, they're, they're tough. They they eat their young. Right. Uh, you know, they they literally will curse at you and hang up and then you got to call them back, say, I'm sorry, we got disconnected. So here's so, the real
0: question, Daryl, is where can we find some recordings of you tap dancing on Broadway? That's what I want to see.
1: Yeah, well, you know, i that that's my um, that's my, what is that that new platform where it's fans only? You got to pay extra for so that.
0: The Daryl Davis only fans Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: I got gotcha. you. So, um, <laughs> then uh, then I got into managing an office, and then I met a, i met a speaker, uh, Floyd Wickman, who became a mentor. He recruited me to train for him, which I did, and uh, right. so then I got into the training world, and I've been. Uh, Doing that for thirty years now, I've written three books from McGraw Hill Publishing, uh, have my CSP designation, which is uh, a, a very high honor in the speaking world, okay. uh, which I'm very proud of. That's why I'm not bragging. I'm just proud of it because it's not easy to get it. You can't even apply for five years, so it's a it's a right. whole process. But anyway, so that's my readers. And now we we train and coach agents. Uh, we have what they're called power agents. So we have our coaching program. That is just incredible with what we do with our students. Um, I'm very proud of that uh, membership nice. that we have. So,
0: yeah, that's awesome. Well, what a great introduction! And I, I think I'm super excited for a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about today because you're obviously—I mean, I know this, and and I know that the audience is going to to learn this, but but you're an amazing coach and an amazing speaker, and we've got a ton of people watching right now. So, so I'm super excited. Let's awesome. let's let's jump right in. Um, I want to get into kind of that main point of sure. for sell by owners and expireds. Yeah. What makes working for sell by owners and expireds easier now than ever before?
1: Well, um, great question, uh, the, Andrew, the you know when the pandemic hit, here's what I noticed about my students. So, my stu- let, let me just say this before I, I I answer that. Okay. Andrew, in our coaching program, i there's two things we do every week there's a lot we do but every wednesday we do webinars with our students and every monday i talk to my students so they call in on a telephone line or zoom and they ask me questions for two hours and i'm coaching them every monday and well the reason why i'm saying that is because i'm not in a tower talking about real estate sorry um I had I to put my mute on my phone. I'm not in a tower talking about real estate like my students. They bring me what they're dealing with right at the current time. And so I it helps me stay sharp. And right. one of the things I learned, Andrew, now to your question, through that process is my power agents were telling me, geez, the, the Fisbos and expireds are nicer. Uh, this was right right into the during the pandemic, during yeah. the pandemic, right? And so what we ascertained was the reason why, in my opinion, sure. it's because, you know, when the pandemic hit, we were all confused, you right. know, about how we're going to do this business and you know, how do you do showings when you're sheltering in. a mm-hmm. So the homeowners were like us multiplied by 10. Right. So they seemed more like I need a realtor. I need help. I can't do this myself at all. And so it really kind of raised the bar, I think, in the, the perception of real estate professionals and what we can do for people. And um, that's it. So that's that's what we. And I believe it's still true that it's still easier now to get physicals and expirates because of the perception. I, by the way, I call them civilians. I call homeowners and buyers civilians. Okay. And so civilians, they they recognize they need us more now than ever.
0: Right. As as a like, and and what, what do you think? Do you think that the, the, you know, the low interest rates or or like what really played into that shift in perception? Because it, I don't know, it, it seems almost counterintuitive to me that, you know, everyone needs to lock down. Everyone needs to, you know, shelter in place. The pandemic hits and you think people would just want to stay where they're at, you know?
1: Well, well, there was two things that we noticed in that regard is that because of the, pan, you know, sheltering in, people were like, they either... Love their house, so they hated their house, and so mm. uh, most of the time they hated it because y- they are not taking a break. There's a lot of reasons why they hated it, like <laughs> you know they're stuck with their spouse 24 seven, which by the way, any marriage that survived the pandemic, you know, they ain't going nowhere. It's
0: a um, good marriage. Yeah, it's
1: a good marriage. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. So. Uh. But anyway, what happened was, um. You know, even my house. Like, I started looking. Man, I I want to buy a new house. I'm like tired of my house. You know, it's like, um, I and we started spending money. We started fixing it. I mean, if this is going to be my stay, staycation, whatever, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be living here 24-7, I better really enjoy the heck out of it. So people right. were either spending money to stay or they were saying, I got to get out. Here. I want something nice. I want my dream house. And right. with the and interest rates being as low as they were, mm-hmm. better being, right?
0: Yeah. Well, and, and I think it's all relative too, right? Is is that when we're used to for sale by owners and expires being super combative, right? You know, annoyed with real estate agents or feeling like they don't need a real estate agent. I think any any, you know, varying degree of that, any decline in that combativeness is going to make them seem like they're angels to work with.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, like I said, that was the thing. If somebody is a fizzbo mm-hmm. and they want to sell their house, and the worry that somebody's a walk in petri dish of virus you know how right. do I how do I how do I sell my house if I'm worried about dying right so so when a real estate professional goes up say don't worry but I got a safe showing model which we created this thing called the safe showing it's an acronym for safe you know okay. make sure that people's airways are covered and their feet are covered and and it's sanitized uh, so we go through this acronym for safe and um anyway so yeah that's what we found let's
0: can we can we break down that acronym you said sanitized airways feet what's the e in safe?
1: yeah uh the e uh julie help me what was the e i just had a a brain (laughs) fought
0: julie's gonna help us out there oh oh,
1: i got it i got it it's eyes only eyes eyes only yeah meaning you, you as you as your parents used to tell you you know you look with your
0: eyes not your hands right right so so Sanitize, and, make sure there's ventilation, airways. So, well, airways, cover masks. airways. In other words, it mask, was
1: a yep. uh, mask. But then right. if we use mask, we couldn't say safe. <laughs> so we had to come <laughs> up with an A, air, airways. And gotcha. um, you know, uh, your feet are covered. Because you know, th- th- by the way, just as an aside, there was, you know where the, the virus tested highly, most, in most highest concentration in a hospital? It when? was on everybody's feet. Really? Yeah, because the virus, huh falls to the ground yeah and people are walking Walk all over it yeah so they found that that's where it was high the highest concentration when they did tests in the hospital so we said you know what we should be using the booties or tell people to take their shoes off nice and i love uh, that
0: yeah well julie julie thank you julie for putting that in the youtube chat she put the safe acronym in there so we've got a question that i think um is a great one here from robert robert asked With these for sale by owners and expired conversations, what do you think are the best openings, especially right now where they're a little less combative, a little easier to work with?
1: Uh, Opening as far as I'm assuming Robert's talking about uh, when you call them, yes?
0: Yeah, probably cold call. What's the first thing you say to them or how does the beginning of that conversation sound?
1: So, Robert, I'll talk directly to you, uh, being that you asked the question. There's a couple of things I'm going to say. Um, is that um, the training that I teach all my students is not to be a memorized robot script, rehearsed person. Mm-hmm. I'm against scripts. It's called human being, not human doing. And um, so when we teach the list appointment, we don't we teach a secret sauce on how to communicate things without memorized scripts. But the exception to that, Robert, is when you're on the telephone. Because <clears throat> there is a part where you're going to be fluid and you're going to speak from your heart, not your head, but not in the beginning. The beginning, mm-hmm. most homeowners have their own script that lasts sixty seconds. A lot of people don't know this, this a- Andrew is that uh, Fizbo's have they have their own training course. It was created by a Frenchman in the nineteenth century. His name was Jacques Fizbo, <laughs> and just, tr- true story, Andrew.
0: Jacques Fizbo. Jacques uh, okay. Fizbo. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, Jacques teaches how to get rid of realtors. So the FISBO is usually good in the first 60 seconds. Right. But, but here's what's interesting. After that 60 seconds, they're a totally different person. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to answer Roberts. I'm going to give him the script in a second. Okay. But what I want people to really get, it's like when you, go to the, when you used to go to the bars where they had the mechanical bulls, mm-hmm. which I've gone to many a time. Um, is you gotta if you hang on to that bull for 60 seconds, the bull changes, it stops, it gets easy. The mm. official is the same way. Okay. they may be nasty, they may push back, they may give you objection, blah blah blah. But if you keep them on the phone for 60 seconds, there's a line of demarcation, they shift totally. And here's why, Andrew, here's the punchline is because that first 60 seconds, they've done it over and over and over again with all the other agents who called before, so they got really good at it. They became a little cold to it, a little hot, a little cold hot because it's it's automatic the, for them. They are too scripted. They're exactly nice. So after that 60 seconds, they got nothing. Right. There's no more script. So now they become they, who shows up is the real homeowner. Right. And that's when the magic happens.
0: Right. And that's when and that's when an agent has the power to 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 really show off what they've got, you know.
1: Yes. Yeah, so so let's go through the very first 60 seconds. Hi, I'm calling about the house for sale. They say, yes. Is it still available? Yes, it is. Well, hi, this is Daryl Davis from Power Realty. How are you? Fine. What do you want? That's the funny part. Once they uh-huh. know you're realtor, then they jump into nasty mode. Well, I'm looking at a copy of the ad, Mr. Miss Hannah hana I'm very impressed with your property. I'm just the reason why I was calling is I was wondering, are you working with brokers that sell your property? No, we're not. We're doing this on our own. Oh, I see. Well, I'm just curious. Is that because you want to save the brokerage fee? You're darn right. You guys charge too much. Okay, good. Well, I'm like I said, I'm looking at a copy of the ad. It sounds so lovely. By the way, did you write it yourself? Yes, we did. Well, I see it says three bedroom, four bath. And then I yeah, you look at it. I'm I'm into the sixty <laughs> seconds now. So now what happens? This is where now, after that part, now it's it, there's no script. Now right. you start asking questions about the house as if you were a buyer because they've yeah. also been programmed that to answer questions about how many bedrooms, how many baths, how big is the property, is it finished, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then when you feel like you've got an opening, And this is where the instinct comes in. The more calls you make, the better instinct that you get. It's like any skill-based thing. You're like a chef. A chef goes to school. They learn how to measurements and how to use the tools and blah, blah, blah. After a while, they get so good. It's instinctive. They don't look at recipe cards. They have an instinct on how to make the dish. So same thing with calling the first sale by owners. And at the end, here's the magic. Andrew, here is the magic. Get in the door. Which, by the way, I should have prefaced with this. When I call Fizbo's, my batting average. If I speak to three, I'll schedule two. I'm, wow. you know, some yeah. Some of my colleagues are really good at certain things. I, I won't mention all their names because I'm going to leave out somebody. But some speakers <sighs> teach referral business. Some speakers teach motivational. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I teach Fizzbuzz expires because I think I'm the best at it. <laughs> but anyway, so because <laughs> I'll call three and I'll get two. Now here's right. the here's the the magic thing here, Andrew, and then I'll jump it back to you. Okay. When I feel like I got I got them, there's trust there. They like me. I'm going to say, let me ask you something, Andrew. Would you be offended if I just stopped by to see your house? That's it. That word offended. There's something offended. magical about it. See, if I broke down that barrier and they like me a little bit, Andrew, I say, listen, Andrew, would you be offended if I just stopped by to take a look at your house? They're not going to say, yes, I'd be offended. Why'd you even call? They're not going to because you passed that part, you say Right. Um, anyway, so that's the that's the quick down and dirty dialogue call. How was that?
0: I love that. that that was perfect. and we've got tons of people in the chat saying like wow, what gems these are perfect, great um, you know some great feedback there. So huh. so I love this idea of your instinct kicking in right your real estate instinct yes. kicking in after that first 60 seconds, how? can agents, especially newer agents, work on developing that instinct so that when they're on, when they make it past that first 60 seconds with the for sale by owner, they don't freeze up and panic, right? What's the best way to, to, to develop that?
1: Well, it's it's instinct is something this, now watch this. Instinct is develop, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not taught. Right. It's not something you do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, if you're baking a cake, I'm gonna, I may use a lot of food analogies here, Andrew, because of this, the sheltering in. I've been eating a lot. I'm gaining a lot of weight.
0: They're the best analogies. Keep okay. them coming. I love them. So, uh,
1: yeah, but, yeah. so anyway, <laughs> if you take a cake and you put it, cake, if a cake says it's going to take 34 minutes at 350 degrees to cook it, you ain't going to cook that thing in five minutes. It's going to take as long as it takes. Nope. And so an agent's instinct is like baking a cake. It takes time. It takes time. And and what a new agent should do is to do it over and over again. And every time that they make the call, they get a little bit more comfortable. They get a little. That's where the instinct gets developed. Right. You know, when I learned when I first learned how to uh, be a speaker, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're standing on stage. I'm reminiscing because it's been a while since I've been on the stage. But, you know, when you're on stage, you feel the room. You know, Mm. you can feel the room like do you go with this joke or do you not do this joke? Um, Do you do the joke later? Do you spend five minutes on that point instead of two minutes on the point? Because the audience like you feel it and it's almost like you can hear. Watch this. You can hear the listening of the other people. When you're on a listening appointment, it's the same way. Most of us, when we're doing a listening appointment, we're thinking, we're focusing and listening on our own words. Mm-hmm. What we need to be listening to is the listening of the person you're talking to. And right. it's that listening that should shape your speaking. Right. That takes over and over again doing it to get it. Yeah.
0: It's not only the importance of a pause in a conversation, because I've heard a lot of agents and coaches talk about, pausing and letting them think about it, letting them answer, but it's listening when they do, right? Because I, yeah. I think a lot of agents or a lot of people just in conversation are are kind of waiting for their turn to talk, right? And you can tell when someone is waiting for their turn to talk. Yes. I think it's important not to be that agent who's waiting for your turn to talk, be the agent who's actively listening, actively responding, and and people are still chiming in about that 60 seconds and how, wait, you know, once that's over, once everyone is out of a script, you and them you're just having a conversation
1: exactly it's and fantastic. that's that's where the beauty is listen let's go back to like the dialogue in the new age and it's like if you i yeah. when i was younger i used to dance not 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 you know regular dance they call me disco <laughs> daryl you know and um i used to have white capizas going to dance clubs back in the disco days but anyway
0: any roller skates
1: uh yes I, yes I have no pictures thank god
0: Oh, come
1: on. But anyway, when when (laughs) when when you're learning, I I just I wanted to learn. So when I I love to dance and I wanted to learn how to dance with a partner that I didn't know how to do. So I took dance lessons and you know, when the instructor, they teach you these steps. Right. And once you get the steps down, then you go on the dance floor and you don't do like a dance with the stars where it's a routine. No, you invent your dance on the spot right Mm -hmm. you but you take your moves your dance steps Mm -hmm. you learn to the floor now which steps you use how often you use them or what order you do it is based on your partner based on the music the tempo Mm -hmm. and that is real
0: estate that might be the best analogy i've heard for it because because people you know people they'll often put too much emphasis on the scripts or too much emphasis on the role play or too much emphasis on, you know, whatever it is on one aspect that they think is gonna fix their business, but no single thing is gonna fix your business. You need to learn all the moves. Yep. You need to read the context of your conversation or or your appointment or whatever you're doing. And then and then like you said, implement different dance moves to, the more, to, listen, to match the that.
1: More the, more the more times you hit the floor, the better dancer you become.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: So you can take dance class after dance class. You can watch video uh, or uh, YouTube on how to dance. You can read a dancing book, but none of that is going to give you the skill and of the art of dancing without getting on the floor.
0: Same way. And Ray that is
1: all in the Fizbo. That's mm-hmm. going on a listing appointment. That's the dance floor. And when you first go, you're going to trip, you're going to mess up, you're going to use the same move like a 100 times because it's the one you remember. But then eventually you throw some more in, you get better.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, hey, we've got a question that's kind of in line with this from Amanda. Amanda's one of our regular listeners, so thanks for chiming in. She says, uh, what specific follow-up system do you use with, for sale by owners and expireds? Um, for example, like how how many follow up calls do you make? Do you send out mailers, social media? Like, what what, what do you find is most effective, and kind of what's your follow up routine?
1: Yeah. So the the um, here's how I th- always thought of Amanda about Fizbos especially, is that it's always urgent. Like if somebody needs to sell in the next six months, in my mind. Mm. Um, well buyers usually would look on the weekends this is how i would just do it and so if there's four weekends in a month that we got six months it's only 24 real uh, weekends mm. so so in a week it's now only 23 then it's 22. so for me it was always urgent right i i wanted to get that listing right away what first of all when i made the phone call to the first alba owner my objective i didn't list them all but seven out of ten times that was my number that I would list a for sale by owner after seeing them. Right. Um, so there wasn't as much follow up because then there'd be other FISBOs the next, like I try and get it, if I can't get it and I get to a point with them, I move on to the next one. I'm not saying not to follow, up. that's just what I did. Right. Uh, but to answer your question, Amanda, probably what I would do is, is put them into your CRM, make mm. sure that if you have some other stuff that you're sending out on a regular basis, like a newsletter, um, any mailing pieces, just send it out. But in the beginning, you call them, you get in the door, you have that conversation and be committed to leaving with the listing then because the you don't want them to be a FISBO because I believe every FISBO that sells on their own, actually they lose money and they make mistakes and it costs them and they don't realize this. So it shouldn't right. be, well, let me try it on my own for a couple of weeks and then I'll call you. No, I don't want you. What? it's like? Do, you're going to do root canal for a couple of weeks on your own? No, you go to a professional. You don't want to do it on your own. Even if you could, you don't want to because it's going to be a mistake. Um, and then if I don't get the listing that night, then I'll call them depending on how the conversation went. It may be in a day, it may be two days, it may be a week. So every follow-up is is, is customized based right. on that conversation and who they are.
0: I love that. I love that because, because you know, you can throw out as many formulas and as many, you know, you're going to get the appointment after X amount of follow-ups, whatever. You hear that all the time. And I think to an extent some of that's true, but I love that. It's It's the dance analogy again is – you know, have that first conversation and then adapt and move forward as you see fit and kind of adjust to well, it. Well, here's
1: the other thing, Andrew, it, it, which is really important that, because, let me tell you something, uh, got my, my bad, I've been doing this for over 30 years, right? And <laughs> right. before I was speaking, I was training agents live. Uh, no. I won't go through all that. And so this there's, there's so much that I've learned in my 30 plus years. And one of the things that I've learned agents also do, Andrew, is if they ha- if they put a lot of emphasis on the follow up they actually will not be committed to getting the listing in that appointment because they've got that follow up as part of the process so in other words they go with a commitment to follow up not go with a commitment to get hired mm.
0: and and you're saying you should kind of use follow up as your fallback right
1: it, it's the last resort right when you're face to face that first time, do or die. Mm.
0: And if, if,
1: if you burn the bridges that way, you'll be more effective on that appointment. Maybe you won't be so quick to get up when they say, we'll call you back in two weeks.
0: Right, I got you. Well, how is, how is this at all different for expireds? We, we've talked a lot about for sale by owners. Yeah. What, what, did, what follow-up advice would you offer for uh, you know, the avid expired prospecting agent?
1: Okay, so I'm going to give you the the thing that I'm really known for, Andrew, amongst uh, real estate agents uh, about how we teach them how not to use scripts. Okay, okay? because it ties to the expired. Right. And that is um, you use stories, metaphors and analogies. Okay, Which, by the way, when I did the dancing one, that's an example.
0: And the cooking one and the other cooking one.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What 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 happens is is when you use a metaphor analogy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's several things that happen, and this is tying to the expired, is that the agent doesn't have to worry about a memorized script. They just remember the analogy. That's number mm-hmm. one. So now they're using their own words. They're talking from their heart, not their head. Mm-hmm. They're being, they're not doing a script. Right. So they're just more effective. That's number the other thing is, it talks to people, the people get it differently. Right. You know, like when they say, um, you know what, uh, I I can pay a flat fee to get on MLS. Why would I pay you a listing fee? I can just pay Mm. $500 and I can get on MLS. Well, here, uh, Andrew, let's pretend that you weren't going to sell your house and you decide to build an extension. So what you do is you go to uh, Home Depot and you buy a really great hammer. It's $500. It's made out of titanium. And you take this hammer, you come home, and you put the hammer on your kitchen table. Here's my question, Andrew. Is that hammer going to jump off your kitchen table and build you an extension? Nope. Of course not. I got to
0: pick it up. Because
1: the hammer is a tool. Right. The tool in of itself is not going to build you an extension. And that's the same thing as MLS. Mm. MLS is merely a tool. The tool in of itself is not going to get the job done. Now, watch this, Andrew, you can take that hammer and you can give it to a contractor who just started his business. You know, maybe he he doesn't he's not licensed and bonded. He doesn't know what he's doing, blah, blah, blah. Or you can take that hammer and give it to a construction company. They've been building extensions for years. As a matter of fact, they wrote the book on how to build extensions. Here's what I can promise you, Andrew. That same hammer is going to produce two different results based on who you give the hammer to. My company, Power Realty, rewrote the book on how to sell a house in today's pandemic world. So we know we can get the job done for you. Do you see the analogy there?
0: I love that analogy because not only is it the tools, it's who's wielding the tools and who's I, using the tools. Exactly. And as a real estate agent, you're going to know how to use that hammer, whatever it is, whether it's the MLS or whether it's you know getting getting you know as much money as they can for the house. You, you know how to use those tools better than someone who isn't a professionally trained and practiced real estate agent.
1: It's exactly, perfect. so now here, watch what happened. First of all, anybody that listening or watching this, can they go do the hammer analogy? Yeah, yeah. right there. Did they have to memorize script? No, that's that's how I teach my students. We teach metaphors, and analogies, whether it's the fishing pole technique or the director's technique. I mean, we have over 100 analogies that I teach my students. Now, here's this. This started this whole thing when you asked me about expires. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you how many times when I go on an expired appointment and the homeowner would say to me, what are you going to do different than what the other guy said he was, he was going to
0: do or what he common did. Common objection, super common right?
1: objection. So I'd say, well, let me explain to you how it's different. And then I would explain MLS, the hammer analogy. Mm-hmm. I would explain that selling a house is more than just finding a buyer. You've got to manage the whole thing like a production. Then I would use the Broadway show analogy. I then see. I would use the the fishing pole analogy and how we use them a net in our market. I would go through, all, and you know what? It's the same thing. I'm still talking about MLS brokers, open house, public house, yard sign. It's all the same. But every time, uh, Andrew, when I use the metaphors and analogies, the, stu- the homeowner would always say to me, "Geez, no one's ever explained it to me this way before." And bada bing, they would sign the listing. Metaphors and that. analogies. Is, baby.
0: That, is there a book of Daryl's favorite metaphors and analogies out there somewhere?
1: That, that you know what? That's a good thing. There isn't.
0: There I got isn't. some a okay. little
1: over here, a little over there. My power agents, they get all my stuff. The people right. that are my coach, we have we do have a section in our website on objection handling, and it goes through all those metaphors and analogies. So, but no, I don't I don't have a what the three books I wrote, that's not one of them.
0: Well, we might have to get you on that, Daryl, because that's I mean, that's a powerful topic. That's it's such a powerful, powerful topic, disc- because what it reminds me of is when we were talking about instinct earlier. Right. And that—and that it seems like these analogies and these metaphors are kind of almost instinct manifesting in the in the form of conversation. Right.
1: Well, let me tell you something, Andrew, The my favorite part. Is when I tell an agent, when uh, my agents uh, on the Monday coaching calls that we do, they mm-hmm. said, Dara, I, I have this situation. The seller is this, blah, 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 One of the questions I always ask my students to help them work through it is I, I ask, well, what do they do for a living, the seller mm-hmm. or the buyer? And you know why mm-hmm. I ask that question, Andrew? Because almost always I will use that the civilian's job mm-hmm. as the analogy of what I'm trying to communicate to the client.
0: I love that. Yeah, because then it's relatable, and then it's something that they can get, and that's that's amazing.
1: So what happens? The more student, and by the way, I any parent watching this, this is how I raised my son, Ming. Let me tell you this, Andrew. I became a single dad. My son, fourteen years old, and and I was like, how am I going to raise my son? Because I was on my own at sixteen, so I didn't have any parents really raising me. I had my own apartment at sixteen. I had three jobs, but, so I got a. I got an interesting childhood. So when I had when I had my son and I had to raise my son and and it was around that teenage years, I was like, geez, I don't have a model because nobody taught me how to be a parent because I didn't have a parent, So I don't know what to do, but I'm a sales trainer. Right. So what I did is in trying whenever I wanted to teach my son a concept, a point, Mm -hmm. a lesson. I use the metaphor analogy. I went into his world, found something he understood, whether it was his football team, whether it was his Xbox game, and I use that as the metaphor to teach the life lesson. Right. And 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 the reason why I'm sharing this is because everybody watching listen. The more you think, how can I communicate my point with a metaphor analogy in your personal life, not just in real Mm -hmm. estate? It's it's like whose line is it anyway? That that television show where they make up scripts on the spot, you get stronger at creating metaphors on the spot when you do it on a regular basis. That was like it's like
0: real estate improv.
1: Yes, I love that. I I
0: love that real
1: estate improv.
0: Excellent. I love it. Well, I think we could talk about this all day but there's a few more topics that i want to touch on um sure. you know in our hour here so hey so, listen
1: this is your show andrew i'm just here am <laughs> i get paid for somebody am i getting paid for this all right
0: i'll uh, I'll, I'll have to talk to someone else about that I don't know. <laughs>
1: dr carter <Curtis, all>
0: right. <laughs> yeah we'll that talk to money um so so this is awesome and we've got people we've got people chiming in bada bing bada boom thank you <laughs> you know great info people are loving this so so i want to get into um before the call before we hopped on this call You mentioned that you have a specific voicemail dialogue that gets you a 50% callback rate, which is incredible. I've never heard of a 50% callback rate for anything. I ignore every call that I get that's not from someone I know, right? So can you share that voicemail dialogue with us and maybe break down why it gets such a crazy high return rate?
1: Absolutely. I will actually um, give it to you word for word just so you can really appreciate it. It goes like this hi this is daryl davis from power realty the reason why i was calling is i noticed you're selling your house and i have some important information about that as a matter of fact i might even have somebody who could be interested in it and i'm not too sure because i first need to get that information from you first could you please call me back at your earliest convenience that's the dialogue
0: that didn't sound scripted in the slightest it's it almost i mean it seemed like I, I can kind of tell that you're being very intentional with a mm-hmm. lot of your inflections there, mm-hmm. but I don't think it would come across that way to the person listening. I think it would come across as authentic and-, and which, is, you know. which
1: is really important. And people don't right. want to think that they're being scripted because what, what's associated with uh, scripted is inauthenticity. Mm. And, um, and uh, salesy, and uh, it's just about you taking versus you giving. Right. You know, one of the mottos that we have, I'll go back to the dialogue in a second, but just to put a pin in that part, sure. our philosophy. I, I'm doing a, a something for a board of realtors uh, a webinar, and um, I, I was just reading the email before you and I got on the thing here. Right. And uh, she said she wanted me to record for the members. Uh, what's the one tip of advice that you'd give to make sure that this next year is successful? So I was thinking about that before we got on and i really think it's the philosophy that our power agents have which is um power agents don't sell people we Mm -hmm. serve people uh we don't close people we coach people and the reason why i think that's a really important distinction is because when we have our business be about making money getting listings which is important those are gauges but this this is why people don't want to work with real estate professionals, because they don't see him as a professor. They seem as a salesperson who's committed to a commission. Right. So, the more you know, top producers, they get to this point in their career, most of them, where their success or failure in their personal life is not going to be dependent on any one transaction. So there is a freedom of not being desperate. And mm-hmm. so they can really focus on serving and not selling coaching people not closing people um you know helping basically and uh, i think the more we as an industry can be more of that i think that will actually help raise the perception that civilians have about us that we are really about helping people um so that? and what we brought that up is because what you were saying about the script and the inflection but the yes. reason why the dialogue that i just went through i think works so well why we gets 50 percent return is because it's telling the homeowner, hey, listen, I have I know you're selling. I have some important information. Mighty could have somebody who'd be interested, but I got to first talk to you. It creates like this. Well, what information does who is this? like it's creating these these incentives for the the seller to call back. So that's that's why I think it works so well.
0: There's there to me, there's a sense of, of incentive. There's also kind of an air of mystery and there's also an air of urgency. Yes. Right. I might have someone right now that, and you know, I'm, yes. I'm, I haven't practiced this, but yeah, I might have someone right now who, who, but, but I, got to, I got to get more details from you first. Like yeah. we can get this moving. I got to get hear back from you first. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Sweet. Well, um, let's cover a couple more points here. Next, I want to talk about listing appointments, right? Because these cold calls, whether it's FUSBOs or Expires, or you're leaving voicemails, it's all about getting that listing appointment. Yeah. And then what if you get to that listing appointment and again, you freeze up, you don't know what to do, you don't know what to say. Yeah. What are the four parts? And I, you told me that you have four parts to a successful listing appointment. Can we go through each one of those and break those down a little?
1: Sure, I, I mean, I can give an overview and um, it, we'll get into as much detail as we can in the time that okay. we have.
0: Okay.
1: So what I did, um, Andrew, is I created an acronym for the listing appointment.
0: Okay.
1: And the acronym is REAL, R-E-A-L. And the reason why I chose the word real is because that's what I'm committed to with my students is serving, not selling, coaching, not closing, by the way, let's, let's just talk about that coaching versus closing because it ties into this real thing, the listing appointment is we, when, when we think about going to a listing appointment, closing people, if a homeowner heard that language they would not think kindly of us because right. people don't want to be closed. That's number one. Number two is closing sounds like it's about you taking. Yes. Coaching is about you giving. Yes. Now for a person to be a good coach for another human being, They need to find out what that person is committed to accomplishing, what their Mm -hmm. struggles are. So that way, based on what they're committed to and what their concerns are and obstacles are, they can give them the best advice and coaching on how to break through the concerns and accomplish that which they're committed to. Right. Homeowners are committed to not just selling their house. They're committed to their next level in their life. They're going somewhere. Selling the house is a means to an end. So what we really do as real estate professionals is that we help people not just sell their house, but help them get to their next level. What we do is actually help change people's lives. Mm. And I tell my students to not look at your real estate license as a real estate license, but look at it more of a license to coach. Specific to the real estate industry I'm a coach for real real estate agents real estate agents are a coach for civilians and yes. they have a license that says that
0: well what I love about that is that real estate you know for a lot of new agents might be about lead generation and prospecting and trying to get but eventually you want that business to grow to grow into something that's self-sustainable right yes. where it's referrals and and all that kind of stuff so so if, if you're if you're closing, you're not, that person's less likely to come back and refer you to their friends to re, you know, to sell with you again in the future. Right. But if you're, if and if you're building that sphere of influence, building that repeat business and that mm. referral business, that's the best way to do it is to coach them and then to keep coaching them and keep Keep following up. I love it.
1: Well, and here's the thing too. I I I think we as human beings, it's in our it's in our DNA. I don't want to get all scientific on you, but I will. So one of the books I wrote is How to Design a Life Worth Smiling About, which is actually based on um, almost three years of research. I took a course at Berkeley University on the science of happiness. And there, so I learned a lot about the body and the mind and chemistry. And one of the the third chromosome in the DNA is called oxytocin. And oxytocin is The relationship chemical it is when we are smiling somebody else smiles back there's a connection my point is it's in our dna andrew to be connected with human beings yes it's in our dna to be connected one of the things we've learned about this pandemic is just how important that is absolutely we've been struggling because of the lack of it right so anyway going back to it is i think most of us It's in our DNA. We want to serve. We don't want to sell. We want to coach. We don't want to close. We want to help people. Mm. And sometimes we get that message gets lost in training. Like, all right, you got to get close people and do lead gen about all good stuff. And I'm not saying you got to run a business. You got to have your tools. But ultimately, I think if people wake up in the morning and say, who am I going to help today? Who am I going to serve today? I think they're going to want to pick up the telephone more and they're going to want to go on more appointments. Let's go back to the four sections because I'm going off. Yes. On...
0: No, we're so, good. We're good. I love it. It's
1: all right. All good. So R-E-A-L. R-E-A-L. Real. Rapport. That's the R. So the first thing an agent needs to do when they go into a listing appointment with the homeowners, don't worry about getting the listing or what presenting price or talking commission because if they don't like you, none of that, n- all that will be a non-issue
0: because <laughs> right. they
1: ain't listing with you people listen to people they like and trust period. so you got to break down the barrier focus on it. it's one step at a time build a relationship build that rapport how you do that is touring the house doing a lot of oohs and ahs. Oohs, this is beautiful oh you golf I golf too. so you get that connection once you feel you got that connection and I is a little side tip is speed up the tour. Don't drag out the tour anymore. If there's some time during that tour with the homeowner, you feel like you broke through the wall that was there when you mm. rang the doorbell, speed up the rest of the tour because you don't want to eat into your conversation time. Right. So Now you run back to the kitchen table with the homeowner, you sit down with them and you go to E, which is engage. How do you engage somebody Is you ask questions? You have two ears and one mouth, you should communicate in that proportion. Listen twice the amount of speaking that you do. The listening happens in the listening. So you ask questions to get to the source of what they're committed to. So we're engaging them, we're asking questions to engage them and to find out their commitment to their next level in life. Once we're clear about what that next level is, why they're going there, when they need to get there by, are you gonna interrupt me? You have a question, Andrew? No, no, no. no. Keep going. I'm taking
0: notes. I'm taking very thorough notes.
1: Okay. Now we're going to give them advice. That's the A in real. We're going to give them advice. This is when we're going to advise them on how they can accomplish their next level. This is when we talk about what we do for our clients, when we put it on MLS, and when we do the advertising, and how the internet works, and how we schedule our appointments, and how we use virtual, and blah 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 once you're done with that then you're going to l stands for list list and leave i joke (laughs) get the listing and get the heck out of there but that's that's the listing appointment right there the overview that's the four sections rapport engage advise
0: list i love it i love it and i am taking thorough notes here and i hope everyone at home i i hope everyone at home is too because there's so let's see people are chiming in they love this um yeah, the, the listen,
1: the, those of you that are, you can continue. Andrew, reading. Those of you that are just listening and you don't know what's going on, I'm seeing Andrew's face. He's writing notes. He's reading comments. So if you hear any dead air, that's what it is. It's Andrew doing his great job that he is.
0: I appreciate that, Daryl. Well, that's 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 amazing. And those those four things because. I mean, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say. If I'm being totally honest, no. Listen,
1: listen. Put put it. That's a mic drop, Andrew. What are you going to say? You can't listen. You can't improve a a, a Lamborghini. That's it, right there. It's a Rolls Royce.
0: And you brought us the Lamborghini. That's amazing. (laughs) That's so perfect. Well, and 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 I love that the list. The it goes back to what we were talking about before, where the listing happens in the listening. Yes. Um. And I love what you said about when when you're going around, you know, listen during this presentation, listen during the tour, um, but leave time to talk because I think a lot of agents. get get caught up in the, okay, let's focus on the house. What about the house is gonna sell this house? It's not just about that. It's about building that rapport and having a good relationship, which again, you know, whether you get that listing or not, can pay off in dividends down down the road with repeat business, referral business. Again, it's, it's, it's about, you know, well, that's good, let's get good
1: relationships. I, I'll listen, Andrew. I'll tell you this: the psychology. I mean, some of the newer agents, or or um, the, the, they may not have; they're not big listing agents. Here's something else I also do. Uh, okay. When you talked about dragging out the tour, yeah. is they're almost afraid for the tour to end mm. because they know the next step is to start talking about listing, right. and they're a little scared. So they right. would love to just freeze this moment in time when they're standing with the homeowner in the boiler room just talking about stuff. Right. So, so that's the other thing. They get in their own way. They drag out the tour because they're afraid to do the listing portion of the
0: conversation. Right. So you got to find that balance between conversation, rapport building, and then also focusing on what are we here for listing and selling homes.
1: So. Listen, I tell I tell agents, if we go back to the dialogue, because there's another secret sauce. So if I'm giving you the, the, the recipe to be a great chef, especially when it comes to FISBOs and expires, there's certain secret ingredients. And here's the other one, which is um, this applies to the listing appointment, but a, a, lot, a lot on the telephone. And that is, Andrew, I always ask agents, you know, when you're calling a FISBO, what should you be committed to? What's your end goal? And of course, you know what they say, and that mm-hmm. is to get the appointment. Yeah. And I tell them that's wrong. And here's why that's wrong. If you're focusing on calling a FISBO and getting the appointment, first of all, who, who is it about? It's about you, not about them. Right. You've also set up a win lose scenario that if you do get the appointment, you won. But if you didn't, you're a failure. So there's a tremendous amount of stress that we set up a win-lose scenario for ourselves. So what I tell my students, Andrew, is here's, here's what you should do. You should not be committed to getting the appointment. You should be committed to building a relationship with another human being. Now, here's the beauty in that distinction. Hmm. In order for you to create a relationship with another human being, you have to ask questions. That's number one. So you get better at asking questions on the telephone. Number two is it takes the focus off of you and it puts it on them. You're focused on them. Where fear exists is in our head. So when we're focused on us doing it the right way, that creates fear and stress. But if you let go of that and say, listen, however it turns out, I get the appointment, I don't get the appointment, that's fine. But what I'm committed to is getting to know another human being. Now, every call you won, you get the appointment. Great. If you don't, doesn't matter. You still built a relationship with another human being. Now, same thing is true in a listing appointment. If you focus more on coaching and not closing, that coaching doesn't necessarily be tied to the result that you have to leave with the listing. See, coaching, you could actually give other advice. Maybe they should take the house off the market. Maybe they should do some other stuff before. So it's not about getting winning a listing. It's about serving, coaching, and uh, it's a lot less stressful. It also makes you more effective.
0: I love that, and I love what you said about fear there because a lot of agents focus on overcoming fear as if fear is inevitable. Fear doesn't have to be inevitable if you're of this coaching, helpful, mm-hmm. teaching mindset. Yeah,
1: I and love that. and when and, and listen, it, even when you're focused on them, you know when I listen when I call. Um, <laughs> Every time I do uh, once a year, Andrew, I do a live event. Curtis has been there and um, mm-hmm. it's called the Inventory Intensive. And we pack the, the hotel, 800,000 people, whatever. And I call Fizzbos live from the stage. Now, wow. Andrew, can you imagine what that's like to have a thousand agents staring at you and you're terrified? To- that it, sounds
0: right? terrifying.
1: Even even though I've been doing this 30 years, right? Yep. because listen between you and me there's some agents in the audience they're rooting for me to lose
0: yeah
1: <laughs> not because they're bad people but because it's like a car wreck it's like you slow down it's a, it's a human being thing plus i right. think some people are like if i mess up they're like look even daryl can't do it so i'm off the hook so it's a weird thing right but what happens is that fear is a little bit of that you know salt if we go back to this, this, this a number of cooking analogies I'm doing. <laughs> salt is that little extra something, something that brings out the flavor in a dish and right. um, even whether it's baking or whether it's not. So um, so the fear is the salt of life. It makes it just a little bit uh, tastier and exciting and, uh, and fulfilling.
0: What's that? And fulfilling, I'd say. Yeah. Right?
1: Yes, because that's the other thing I tell. Listen, when my students call, like, so we have a Facebook group too and that they're always chatting in there about their wins and successes. And yes. the best part is when they, they share a win, it's not about getting the listing. It's about the transformation in the breakthrough that they had of not having fear hold them back. One of my other uh, mottos is it's okay to have fear, just don't let fear have you. Yes. And um, so that's the real rewarding thing is breaking through that.
0: I love it. I yeah. absolutely love it. Well, Daryl, I'm 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 going to let that be kind of your your final mic drop here. Okay. That, that we're bringing to the table. I love it. We're running out of time here. Um, we've talked about so many amazing things. We talked about Fuzbos expireds. We talked about successful listing appointments, successful voicemails. Um, before we close here, I I want to give you one last opportunity to to give give any agents listening or watching any final thoughts or advice that mm-hmm. you think they should take away today uh a
1: couple of things number one is know that you're not alone there's people um that are rooting for you to win in your life and uh make sure you stay close to them and connect to them that's number one number two is um i've already alluded to and said it is that we don't just list and sell real estate what we really do is we make a difference in people's lives and the money you make is a gauge as to how many lives you touched and helped. so Mm. focus more on making a contribution to human beings and to families and the money will follow
0: beautiful yeah amazing thoughts thank you so much daryl thank you buddy. thanks
1: for doing this i didn't thank you at the top of this thanks red x and you guys doing this for for the industry this is valuable you guys are the best i love red x well, we love
0: you too. We are definitely going to have to have you back. So, All right, buddy. Um, so let's 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 schedule that later on. Um, to the audience, thank everyone for joining us and participating. We've got people saying great tips. Thanks so much. People are quoting you with your fear quote. This is amazing. Um, so a lot of good responses there. Great. Uh, for anyone who maybe joined us late and wants to catch. Uh, a you know, a a replay of this. You can find us on YouTube, on Facebook, if you wanna watch it. If you wanna listen, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you like to listen. Just go search for the Red X Podcast, and we will be there. You can check out this episode, past episodes. Um, And if any of you would like to continue this conversation online, you can do so in a couple places. One is our Facebook, Elite Prospector's Facebook group. The other is the Red X Forum. If you're a customer, you can log into the forum and start a conversation there. So again, thank you, Daryl. We'll have Mm -hmm. to have you back. This has been an amazing conversation. And to the rest of you, we will see you all next week, next Thursday, same time, same place.
1: All right, keep smiling, everybody.